Hey, hey, feasters. Welcome to episode 62 of the Ask Rez Show. It's Jason, and I'm answering your questions so that you can really get past the bumps in the road to building a profitable freelance business. And today's question is, well, it's a big question, but I think a lot of us struggle with it. So uh, hopefully I can elaborate on it through all of my years of experience. The question is, how do you price your work as a freelance web developer? Well, for me, I don't know. I don't know about you, but it seems like price is coming up an awful lot these days. I mean, it's always been a hot topic, but you know, it definitely seems as though more and more folks are open about their discussion around pricing. A lot of times it's always been like, hey, hands off, or like the kid in school that covers up his test paper while taking the test kind of thing. Um, but I, to be honest with you, I think pricing is the fun part about building a business. Ultimately, it's the validation of what you do and what someone's willingness to see the value that you can provide to help them out. So I remember back in the day when I was a kid opening, you know, opening up the monthly Beckett's guide to baseball cards and flipping through the pages to see how much what I deemed as my most valuable or potentially valuable cards were worth. The funny thing was that, you know, I really wouldn't be able to sell them for whatever Beckett told me that the price was. Usually it was either a trade where there was some intrinsic value put on the pieces of the trade, meaning, hey, I love this team or I love that player, uh, I'll trade you so-and-so for, for that person. Or it was just a purchase, a flat-out purchase that was lower or higher based around what someone was willing to pay. That's where the fun part of pricing comes into play here. It's figuring out what someone is willing to pay you. In episodes 50, 57, and 60, I touch upon pricing um, around your services and what to look for from both the perspectives of you starting out and where you want to get to. In episode 12, though, I dove a little deeper into the topic where I was asked, how do I talk a lead, you know, how do I talk a lead about a one-off project and turn them into a recurring services client. To this day, that episode is still one of the most popular shows. And if you haven't had a listen to that yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. So go check it out. I'll put the link in the show notes. But I want to share today, you know, essentially the process that I went through in order to put a value on what I deem as a valuable service and the, to make the price essentially a no-brainer for the lead to jump on board and become a client with me. When I first started out, I had an hourly rate of $55 an hour. And as I shared in episode 60, I had a mentor essentially tell me to double that. And so I did on the very next lead and jumped up to 110 an hour. All this prior to me figuring out how to do value pricing, which I'll dive here in a minute. But the strange thing was that about that $110 per hour price point was that for me, it felt like an awkward number. So I lowered it to the nice round $100 per hour. Guess how many clients I landed at that rate? Zero, a big fat nothing. I pitched nine leads at $100 price point 
and not one, not one landed. So since I hadn't landed any of those previous nine and I had already landed one at 110, I decided to go back up to 110 and just see what happens. Well, the next two leads that came in turned into clients. Yes, I get that there are so many different factors that could have come into play here. Um, but, you know, essentially, from my standpoint, it was the exact same sales process, same type of work, and nothing from my end really stood out as a difference maker. So why did the $110, you know, convert and the 100 didn't? I'm not really sure. But maybe from the leads point of view, it looked like I had a little bit more experience uh, I knew my numbers better. Maybe I was quote unquote more professional because of that number. Who knows? Gary Vaynerchuk famously stated that when he started his agency, he would double his rate every time a new lead would come in until he got a bunch of no's in a row and then he knew where his ceiling was. Value pricing is much harder to do and I think that's why a lot of you, if you're starting out, default to hourly. There's definitely nothing wrong with that either, but you know, at some point you're going to want to stop really trading your time for money. Value pricing is a difficult thing to do because of three things, I think. One, you need to understand your clients. Two, you have to have the confidence to ask tough questions before they become a client. And three, you need to pin the value of your services against the dollar amount. All of these things are not easy to come by, especially number two. Difficult conversations and having that confidence in having those conversations, talking about budgets and the rates, these things are difficult for most of you. It was for me for a long time. I didn't like that perceived confrontation, even though it wasn't really confrontation. I just wasn't comfortable asking the questions I needed to ask in order to really understand their business and what the project meant to the business. Until I realized that I'm not their friend, I'm not a family member, they're hiring me for a purpose. If we can agree on ultimately what that purpose is, then how successful can this project be? If the project launches, but without fully grasping the real goal, will that client be happy with the lackluster results? Will I be happy about what I'm putting out into the world? Will I get a glowing re referral from this client or worse, will this client not even become a repeat customer because I didn't deliver on their expected results because I didn't fully understand the problem they needed me to solve. So that's when I decided to really hone in on the idea of value-based pricing and figuring out how to use it to price my work. This was a long episode. so. In the next episode, I'm going to dive a bit deeper into my thought process, how I figure out what the lead's real value for a project is, and how I come up with the price of a project based around that, not what my competitors are doing. The best part of this process is that the conversation around pricing essentially never happens because you would become really extremely aware of what the project means to them. The lead knows you've hit that nail on the head and the price becomes a no-brainer to them. So stay tuned for part two. If you have a question, ask Rez. That's me. 
by dropping me a tweet, an email, or go ahead and leave me a comment in iTunes. You can click on the five-star rating and it'll pop up the comment and I'll be happy to answer it for you. So until next time, it's your time to live in the feast.